if it if it if it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, you know, I mean, if you see those things in our political speech currently and you're pissed at me because I wrote a song about it, nothing that I pulled as a quote for that song had anything to do with what was currently going on politically. So uh, let the warning stand. Welcome to a ridiculously special bonus episode of Over the Ledge Live, the podcast, the number one and some say only political satire show based solely on the Texas legislature. I'm Debbie Odette, and I genuinely have no idea how Stephanie got uh, Radney to be on the show, but I'm guessing it's sorcery. Um, <laughs> I think she just called you... my publicist or something. I'm not sure. You know. but this is a 20-year sorcery. Long game, 20-year long game. <laughs> <laughs> really... Over the Ledge gives you a behind-the-scenes look at the shenanigans of the Texas legislature by decoding political headlines and legislators' behavior into easy-to-understand warning labels on products like caution, do not feed after midnight. Let's meet our guests today. First up, we have our beloved house comedian, Aaron Salinas. Aaron is a writer, actor, and director who loves to share a laugh with folks as much as almost as much as he loves to share a meal with them. Please welcome Aaron to the show. What's happening, y'all? Stupid. Oh, my goodness. Randy Boss is clapping for me. My pearls have been clutched. Goodness. What what an occasion. Where did you grow up, Aaron? Was it near Del Rio or I made that up? Girl, you made that way up. I'm from Kingsville, Texas. Thank you very much. Crown jewel getting in the mesquite. That's way off. Just there's a lot of Spanish speaking folk. You got that right. But oh yeah, there's not a seguro. Yep, exactly. (laughs) Well, our next comedic guest is me. Hi, I'm not just the announcer. Um, I'm also comedic guest. Come to find out. Um, Only because I don't step any money, and uh, this is a way to clear my debt. (laughs) Our very special celebrity guest is Texas legend Radney Foster. He is a singer, songwriter, producer, and author from Del Rio, Texas. Radney has written eight number one singles, including his own Nobody Wins, which we think is secretly about the Texas legislature, (laughs) and Crazy Over You with duo Foster and Lloyd. His songs have sold over 50 million copies worldwide, and he was recently inducted into the Texas Heritage Songwriters Hall of Fame. Please welcome to the show, Radney Foster. Thank you. Thanks for having me. (laughs) This is going to be fun. Thank you very, very much. I sure hope so. I don't know how my heart rate is doing. (laughs) Finally, we have the creator and ruler of the Over the Ledge Empire who needs no introduction, Stephanie. Just be cool. Just be cool. Do not blow this. Do not ask him to let him sing with you. Chiarello. Thank you. I'm keeping it cool. I'm keeping it professional. (laughs) I am a professional. Thank you, Debbie. (laughs) And just a reminder, if you like what you're listening to and you're in a position to help, Please become a Patreon at whatever level is meaningful to you. It helps us to produce the podcast and promote our efforts. Freedom isn't free. It costs a buck oh five. Although with inflation, it's probably went up to like two seven, two seven or something. Hey, egg came down. Let's be honest. Eggs came down. Let's let's give a little they did. credit. So yeah. well, 
And uh, in my curbside order, I actually got a free ha a dozen and a half of eggs. So really, uh, okay, really so the going down, swung. You know? Okay, or they're poisoned. One of the two. I don't know yet. <laughs> I guess we'll find we'll find out sooner or later. Uh, so in our case, rather, uh, five dollars a month would be super helpful. For our fan, this podcast will have a slightly different format for, than usual. Um, slightly slightly different format than usual in order to quickly get to our special guest who. Don't tell Stephanie is really why people tune in. We'll have a much shorter monologue, only one game, and then get right to our guest. Now it's time for What's Up in Texas with our host, Stephanie Chiarello. Thank you. Thank you. This is What's Up in Texas with Stephanie Chiarello. Governor Greg Abbott has called lawmakers back for a special session to take money from the poor to give to the rich, shun immigrants, and spread more disease. Special, you keep using that word. I do not think it means what you think it means. Oh, uh, oh, oh. Uh, uh, isn't this isn't this how we started last season too with the same? Like, <laughs> it feels with, with the princess bride. So no, no, with the with the special <laughs> session where he's taking everything from everybody and yeah. spreading disease. God bless that man. You know, it's like we have a theme. <laughs> Texas and the Justice Department will face off at the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals over anti-migrant buoys in the Rio Grande River. In protest, John Travolta and Nicolas Cage refused to play any roles in this unnecessary sequel. It's a thinker. That's one of the, you just need a minute. Then you yeah. Know, yeah. Yeah, Thank you. <laughs> All right. Tech, this one's long, but, but stay with me. Texas leads the nation in book ban attempts banning books like Maya Angelou's and Still I Rise and Anne Frank's Diary. A recent op-ed noted that banning books won't stop puberty. It also won't <laughs> stop homelessness, gun violence, or unnecessary deaths during childbirth, but it does save paper. So we're not sure why tree-hugging liberals aren't more excited about this. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I said excited. That's too sexy. Oh, no, I've said sexy. That's bad. <laughs> I've said bad. <laughs> Anything that makes them feel bad. Can, can I interrupt? Did I hear it right that they're that they've, they've trying to ban uh, Lonesome Dove in in schools in Lubbock? Yeah, I think you're right. So I, I was like, <laughs> really? Really? It's the most iconic Texas book of all time. <laughs> and you want, uh, never mind. I just, uh, my little interjection there. Yeah. I appreciate I, that. Well, we I don't mean, want kids to feel lonesome. We don't want them to feel bad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and if there's any suggestion of sex in there, that is, we do not oh, need yeah. kids oh. learn about mm -hmm. that. Not at all. All right, and finally, because I said this would be short, ERCOT, the Texas grid operator, is seeking a significant boost to its power capacity as winter approaches, signaling its concern about keeping the lights on. I'm not saying we're hoping for another power outage, but if we get one, we hope it means the Texas legislature runs out of power and we have to buy a new one. <laughs> uh, boom did it i, I really hope the boost is just like they bought a, a like a shitload of hamsters and <laughs> they're, just, they're just going in wheels trying to like we'll be safe this winter that's that's it sounds like that's their plan if i'm being honest even when it's a shorter monologue i still can't believe we let that happen okay audience let me tell you how this podcast works 
On today's episode, Aaron and I are competing against each other for the coveted Most Knowledgeable Comedian in Austin Award. This award is given to the comedian who knows the most about Texas politics according to the outcome of the games on our show. Stephanie, show the award. Wow. It's an authentic <laughs> South Texas mesquite. That's... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now it's time to play our only game, See What You Want to See. In this game, contestants will have to decide if stuff. Thank you. Thank you for seeing what I did there. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> So uh, in this game, contestants will have to decide if Stephanie is giving them a Radney Foster song title, a Kelly Willis song title, an entry from her diary, or a stylized quote from the Texas Constitution. <laughs> contestants. I freaking love this. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, Aaron, you and I, uh, we have two phone of friends, and yes, our phone of friend is Radney. So okay. Let's play. <laughs> So if it is your song title, you don't have to beat around the bush. You can okay, just, like, I'll yeah, just, I'll fine. just, yeah. That's fine. <laughs> okay. There's always a possibility it could be both something about the ledge and my song title, which would be, you know, so there's always that. Well, like we said, nobody wins. Am I right? No. <laughs> okay. So that was one of the answers. So now that one's gone. Okay, Debbie, you get to go first as our right. guest comedian. Um, Rodney Foster quote, Kelly Willis song, something from my diary, and I will give you the context after the answer. Um, okay. The Constitution. Okay, are you ready? Sure. All right, the first one is, what do you want from me this time? Who goes first? Debbie. Oh, I guess okay. I do. Yeah. Um, Rodney, I'm going to have to phone you because I <laughs> feel like this could be one of yours and Stephanie's maybe trying to like, Pull that is like, a Foster and Lloyd you know. song. Yeah, that okay. is a Foster and Lloyd song. Okay, yeah. all right. Good job, Debbie. Woohoo! Right. I will say, it but but it, like... but it would work with the legislature. Trust me. It's okay. like, what do you I, want from me this time? You know, like, yes. so. And my diary. It, <laughs> say, it sounds very Stephanie, to be yeah, honest. <laughs> just a real bad date. It's just out of spite. She just went back to her diary. She's like, Jesus. Okay, Aaron. Sure thing. Okay, I'm gonna be honest with you, Radney. I actually did have a teacher who was a huge fan. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> and I you're aging me. <laughs> Aaron's only 19. Don't yeah, there you it. go. <laughs> That's 10 years ago, Stephanie. Don't tell. Don't say that. I got one last last lap till 30, so don't make me relive it. Um, I want to say that is Radney, right? Uh, that is a Foster and Lloyd song as well. Yeah, All right. absolutely. Hey. Yeah. Okay. It was a. It was a. It was our second single, I think, and uh, and a big hit. So give me give me two points for it, you know. There you go. Yeah, Radney yeah, yeah. <laughs> agrees. It's uh, uh, very jangly, very very birdsy, you know, kind of thing. Love that. It's. I try to say that to every guy, and they just like, no, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. Okay, Debbie. Yes. Shut it all down. <laughs> the 2020 blizzard. The 2021 blizzard. <laughs> Uh, I feel like that is a Stephanie diary quote. You're right. Oh. <laughs> Shut it all down, as in I'm never doing a live over the ledge again. That was the quote oh. that quote from my diary. Okay. Uh, I know you're itching for one too, so say what you want, say what you will. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right, Aaron, inherent and free. One more time. Inherent and free. That sounds very Texas Constitution-y. You are correct. Hey. Oh. Hey. Ding, 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 ding. It's, uh, it's section two. It says inherent political power. All political power is inherent in the people and all free governments, blah, blah, blah. So see how I... I couldn't really make it a song lyric. Yeah. I, had to, yeah. So. I, I want to be honest. That would have been a very difficult song lyric. Let's be honest. Inherent. That's. Hey, yeah. Mon Monty Mark Warden, uh, you know, stout and high, man. He plays it at the Alamo every single year. You know? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what rhymes with inherent? Apparent. Apparently, you know. song. I did it. Okay. Uh, back to you, Debbie. Mm -hmm. Pain and penalty. Uh, that sounds kind of constitutionally to me. I'm going to go with that. And kind of kinky, let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> hey, why not? Uh, you are right. This is section five, pr protecting your freedom of religion. That's what it really Oh, wow. I was... <laughs> yeah. My joke was way off base. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Look, if there's one book with too much sex in it, it is the Bible. That's true. 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 Okay, Aaron... I want you to know that to make this game more fair, I did write down what I wanted the order to be instead of just randomly picking before, because I, I know you've been upset about in the past. Oh. Thank you. You're welcome. So okay. just screwing me over every game. Uh -huh. um, this time of life. Oh, man, that could be Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost lyrical to the point. It seems in, uh, it, oh, you know, I haven't used one. Radney, is that a you song? No, sir. It is not. It seems kind of Stephanie-ish, right? I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'll go Stephanie. So, yours yeah, you're there? right. Aaron, <laughs> I know you too well. It's this time of life, as in, I don't like this time of life when people start dying on me. Mm. Oh, I do not like being old enough for that to yeah. be more I normal. I feel you. Yeah. I feel that. Back to you, Debbie. Okay. Um, if I left you, that sounds that sounds like a Radney. Radney, is that yours? That's no. a Kelly Willis song. Oh! oh. <laughs> I've sung her harmony on, oh. on it with her before <laughs> a okay. couple times. Okay, okay. So Debbie, what's your answer? I would be Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good job. Man, we're just killing it. I, I kind of wanted you to be Adam. Like, no, all the way. You yeah. know, I. You know, I'm. I'm he, he did give. I'm always. I'm always swinging for the women anyway. So you know. <laughs> you know, pulling for the gals. You know. Um, Aaron, I won't lie to you. That's a Radney song. You are correct. Yeah, it's. Uh, right. Yeah, it came out in two thousands. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. It did indeed. <laughs> all right. Excellent. Are y'all tied, Debbie? I don't think anybody's got anything. We are. Well, I mean, I technically, Randy gave me the answer to the last no, one. No, you have so. a phone a friend. That's yeah. what friends are. Okay, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's true. That's Okay, we are tied then. Okay, then we'll, we'll do sudden death here. Just just start naming songs? Because I actually know a few. <laughs> that would be awesome. Okay, Heaven, Heaven Bound. That one's for you, Debbie. That's for me. That That sounds like a Radney Foster. Is it? No! Oh. Ah, okay. Okay, that's another Kelly Willis. Aaron, you got a steal here. Uh, Belmont and Sixth. I remember that one. <laughs> I remember Belmont and Sixth. Thank you. I appreciate that. Okay. Graceful exit. 
Something Aaron Salinas has never done. Um... <laughs> I haven't used uh, my second phone. Uh, Radney, I don't think that's you. Is that Kelly? That's not me. I don't know who it is, though. Ain't nothing great, graceful about this state, so I don't know if that's legislature. Oh, that could be you, Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> I can. If there's one thing I can do, girl, is read a room, and I think you gave me a hint. Is that you? It is. Okay. It's, as in, I haven't found a graceful exit from this job yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then I think we so have a winner. Aaron, yeah. Yeah, woohoo! I'll take Way it. So, Aaron. Yeah, yeah. Most knowledgeable comedian, comedian in Austin. Good job. A, you know. Yeah. Finally, something my parents can be proud of. <laughs> 2012 oh. class clown wasn't enough for them. <laughs> Congratulations, Aaron. That was that was fun. Yeah, um, it was fun. Yeah, it 11 a.m. on a Saturday. I'm really proud of all of us. There you go. <laughs> I, you know what? Considering the last game. Last time I was on here, I I announced like I really bombed whatever game we did. With Monty was here, so much better. Oh, yeah. oh so I'm very proud was, of myself. That is that was a very specific set of questions, though. Let's be honest, Debbie. <laughs> like like the the Texas Ledge tries to keep what they're trying to do to our Texas education system under wraps. It's so no, kinda, it's it's true. It's so true. That only is tricky. <laughs> And I have—I feel like Randy. I have to preface: I'm not a comedian like Stephanie and Aaron. Like I—I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm the fill. I'm. The you still kill. It, you <laughs> well, still thank kill you, it. thank you. You're—you're—you're you're, uh, you're all knocking it out of the park. Debbie oh, <laughs> and I were briefly in an all-girl band. Oh man. Bits. <laughs> wow. And we met on Craigslist. Craigslist. And oh, cool. We've been good friends. And how, since was what 2010? Like when, when when were you in this all-girl band? From like 2009 to 2014. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. We just oh, had a goal to. What, were you, what was the name of the band again? The Hissy the, Fit. The Hissy Fit. Yes. Yes. I love that. That's a good and, name. Yeah, it was fun. We had five to seven songs of covers that you would know yeah. what we were playing. That's how good we were. We, <laughs> there you go. We got there. That's, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I, mean, I have to note. say, Randy, Stephanie's always taught, like, like, when we met, I mean, we were like going through songs and stuff to play. She's always like, she's Radney Foster's like, oh, thank you. My favorite. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm uh, glad I'm someone's favorite. That's always, you know, it's always helpful to have a career <laughs> if you'd be somebody's favorite. You know? I mean, well, I'm an only um, child and I'm not my mom's favorite. <laughs> no, Aaron. <laughs> no. I mean, the dogs no. gave me a good running, so I can't be hey. too mad. Yeah. <laughs> Mango is pretty cute. Yeah. So. Uh, well, okay, y'all, it's really happening. Uh, this is not a drill. We've got a Texas legend, Radney Foster. He is a singer, songwriter, producer, actor, and author. Born and raised in Del Rio, Texas, which is also the title of his solo artist debut album. Sorry. Please welcome Radney Foster to Over the Ledge. Yay! Yay. Glad to be here. Thank you so much. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Um, I'm going to give you a little history of like, why I invited you on this show. Okay. Um, and the point of Over the Ledge is trying to get people to focus more on state level politics because you find that a lot of people know who the president is, but don't even know they have a state rep or senator. Oh, and yeah. 
if they participated more at the local level, that's really where you have more influence. Like here in Texas, you can walk into the Capitol and walk into a legislator's office and probably talk to them like that. Oh, yeah what it is so that's that's a game that we try to use education and um i'm sorry we try to use comedy and i want to be john stewart that's my that's what what this is it's a good goal thank you very much so you are you are my favorite singer but the last couple of years i started noticing that celebrities were getting more and more involved in mm -hmm. politics and what it was costing them so i started to wonder how are they making these decisions? And I thought about you and that you are typically very quiet, very, very quiet. And I assume it's because of the audiences that you perform in front of. I, you know, I have been in the past. Um, I did reach a sort of a boiling point in, uh, in uh, 2015. And, uh, you know, I, th I think if you look at my songs, the one thing I've always uh, liked, and it's, it's actually, a, I'm a, steal a quote from Neil Young was that, you know, the difference between rock and roll songs and country songs is that country songs have consequences. And I always, <laughs> you know, it's pretty smart. And I, and I always thought that, you know, being able to tell stories, you know, in, in a manner where, you know, wow, there is real life consequences to um, people's actions that, 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 you know, let, let the parable tell itself, you know, let it land on somebody how they, how they want to see it. Um, but in 2015, uh, I wrote uh, a song called All, All That I Require, and mm -hmm. it's, a, it's about um, the rise of authoritarianism, and it's really uh, written from the point of view. The narrator is uh, essentially a dictator, and he's saying, you know, all that I require, the blood of all your children is all that I require. I mean, you know, and, and uh, you know, this is what it's going to cost you. You, you. you want me to solve these problems for you because you don't think that democracy can do it because it's too messy. And, uh, and yeah, I'll do that. I'll, I'll, I got all your, you guys riled up, you're ready to go, but you know, it is gonna cost you in blood and, uh, and in family eventually, because uh, you know, it never ends well. And, and going from authoritarianism back to a democracy generally takes decades. And so I just, I, I'm, hoping and praying we don't get there and uh and i felt like that that was a shot across the bow i got a lot of uh, you know I, I lost a bunch of facebook fans and i lost a bunch of fans who said they're never gonna listen to my music and i thought you know i don't i did not mention uh mr trump i did not mention you know anybody currently running i just took literally went through and started got on the google machine and started pulling <laughs> political quotes from you know, uh, Hitler, Mussolini, Peron down in South America and, and, uh, Stalin, you know, and, uh, all my favorites. I mean, yeah. You know, <laughs> left or right, they all look and walk and talk the same when it's, when they're the ones in charge. Right. Right. You know? Right. Uh, so, you know, and, and, you know, if it, if it, if it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, you know, I mean, if you see those things in, our political speech currently, and you're pissed at me because I wrote a song about it, nothing that I pulled as a quote for that song had anything to do with what was currently going on politically. So uh, let the warning stand. You know, I remember my uh, drummer saying, man, I don't know if you should put that on your record because I just don't know that that song is gonna still be timely after the 2016 election. 
And then after the 2016 election, he called me up and he goes, I was so effing wrong. <laughs> I said, we need that song more than ever now. So, Well, so actually, I watched an interview you did about this song, and one of the lyrics is, but I told you who I am, and when it's too late to resist, remember you're the one who chose the scorpion to kiss. Oof. And then you said, um, if our democracy is in constant crisis, then we're losing our freedom. And then I thought you were really brave. You said some things are bigger than my career. So they are. I, I really feel that way. I mean, I look, I, I have, I, I told somebody, you know, it, most people know that I, uh, I'm a center left guy. I'm a traditional Democrat. I have been a long, long time. I did not know that, but thank yeah. goodness. And, uh, but you know what? I, but I tell people all the time, I said, you know, I, um, if I got rid of all my Republican friends, I'd said, you know, more than half my friends would be gone. Mm -hmm. But, and I don't care if you're, uh, I can deal with, with you being liberal. I can deal with you being progressive. I can deal with you being conservative. What I can't deal with is you not being on team democracy. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I don't, I don't, I, I think the things that we see in the, in the clown car uh, caucus <laughs> of the, of, of the of the Republican Party right now is and there is one. I mean, there are people I, you know, I was talking to one of the uh, one of the the uh, film producers that uh, we're working with. And he said, I am a guy without a party right now. He said, I just, you know, I I've been a center right guy and and, you know, believed in these conservative, you know, tenants. But I don't see that in any anywhere and i said you're you're not wrong mm -hmm. you know and uh um but the they're not on team democracy they they're 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 doing everything that they can um, and you're actually hearing it said out loud help they're saying elections don't matter you and know? they're making people believe it yeah you know i mean it's 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 it's, it's a it's a problem yeah. and uh um so you know if if that's going to cost me some fans, so be it. You know, I got, I, I'm, I'm fortunate in that I'm, um, you know, I'm, I'm long enough in the tooth that I, uh, that I am going to do what I love to do um, in a creative manner. I'm going to try to tell stories in the most creative manner that I can come up with. And uh, that includes music. It includes short fiction. Um, uh, my wife and I have written a screenplay that, um, you know, from based on one of the short stories in, in my book, and you know, well, as soon as this strike is over, hopefully we're we're off to the races. So. Yeah. So what? You've been making music for so long now, and so, had this opportunity in your career to travel Texas and mm -hmm. United States. True. How the world? How have yeah. the people changed? Have you noticed a difference in the persona of people at your concerts? And how do you interact? How let and I, let me tell you a little bit more. I saw two concerts of yours back to back. Okay. One was at like the Universalist Church right at UT. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All the and you know the NPR toting. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It should have been yeah. It should have been you know how many NPR tote bags are in the room? You exactly. Know, you know. And how how much deodorant was anyone? Yeah, right. <laughs> there you go. But then, like three or four days later, you were at Round Top where Rick Perry introduced you. Oh yeah. And it was all, you know, clutch, pearl clutching. Pearl clutchers, big time. But, and and, but that was a benefit for the library at Roundtop, right. which does really, really great work. And yeah. is, and is um, um, you know, 
has become a, a, a de facto after school program mm. for uh, that entire county, you know, for uh, for kids who, you know, uh, um, whose, whose parents are working at hard jobs, most of whom are immigrants, most of whom Spanish is their first language. The library is very aware of that and the librarians are, are working very hard to provide as much, you know, reading and learning and, and uh, and you know, uh, care as they possibly can, and love for those kids. How you you call me up and you say that's what you want to do? I'm not going to ask you what your politics are before I go do it. You know, I'm just going to go. Oh yeah, that's a good cause. Let me let me. I'm, I'm more than happy to come raise some money. So how how do you navigate when you're feeling a pulse from the audience that? Do, do you feel an aggressive pulse ever? And are you scared? You know, I've never been, I have not been fearful. No, I have ne not been in a situation where I uh, was fearful. Uh, I have not had, uh, you know, gun-toting folks show up at anything, or that kind of thing. I, you know, I have, for the most part, uh, you know, you pick your slots. I'm going to try to, you know, I always say if, if I'm playing live, if I don't make you laugh, cry, and want to kiss your sweetheart, then I didn't do my job. I really didn't do my job. And a so grown men will come up and go, you made me cry. I go, great. Awesome. You know, uh, but, you know, I'm going to pick when I play all that I require. Because, um, and also, I've been shocked at the number of people who, you know, are very conservative and have told me so and said, that song spoke to me though. You know, my father fought against that and yeah. you're not wrong. You know, I mean, so it, uh, I think that, you know, I never try to get where it's like, not that I haven't, I have supported, I've, I've stumped for candidates in the past, but generally that was in a fundraiser situation, you know, or a, uh, a situation where you knew it was it was not a public deal, you know, and uh, but I haven't gone out and, you know, endorsed somebody. Um, but at the same time, it's like, you know, you know, I know a lot of really conservative people who love Willie Nelson's music and they really don't yeah. give a shit about what his politics are, you know, so and they love my they love me personally and mine. So, you know. You also um, wrote Godspeed, and I guess the early '90s. It was about your first son leaving the country. Is yep. that accurate? Yeah, it was actually. It was about. Um, it was just a lullaby, you know. I, I uh, my son uh, was five when he immigrated with his mom uh, from Nashville to France, and he lived in northern France in Normandy from age oh, wow. five to eighteen. Oh, wow. Um, and oh. I worked on my European career, you know, I'd go over there a lot. He would come for holiday, holidays and for summer. And, uh, and, you know, I kind of bass backwards my career in, in a way that, you know, so that I could just be a dad. And, um, and really my fear was that, you know, that I would not have that intimate father son relationship. And, and that, uh, it worked out fine. We made lemonade out of lemons all the time. You know, uh, I sent uh, I sent a half of any any you know long distance parents out there. It's a cool idea for little boys. I sent a half of 
half a game of Battleship. Oh. And we'd play Battleship over the phone. That's the most expensive Battleship game ever played in the history of mankind. Because uh, it used to cost a lot of money to call France. And, uh, um, so, uh, but it was fun. And so the, the thing about that was I, I wrote this lullaby and it, and it, uh, and it's just all about how love can travel farther than we can see, you know, uh, uh, and, you know, and that God hears amen wherever we are, you know, um, mm. so, so that, he, and I put it six times on a cassette so that he could listen to it when he went to bed. And his mother, to her credit, let him listen to it night after night, when I don't really think she wanted to hear my voice at all. Um, so uh, I ended up recording. I didn't, I didn't think that. I thought that was the first and last time I would end up recording it. I ended up, I played it for my manager a year after I had written it. Um, and he was bawling. And he's like, why are you not putting that on your record. I said, it's just a kid's lullaby. And he goes, no, 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 Rodney, it's a much deeper song than that. You need to, you need to record that thing. And it was awesome. And Emily Harris came and sang background vocals on it, which was just absolutely amazing. And uh, so you fast forward a few years and um, I got a call from uh, a producer who was involved with the chicks. And, uh, and he said, hey, you know, they're looking for, um, bluegrass songs they're gonna make a bluegrass record and and I said cool and I, he's like send me sending me anything you got you know and so I I packaged up you know three CDs you know back in the day and uh, sent them to the uh, the three women and and then at the same time Natalie had just had a son um, mm -hmm. and so my wife said we need to send her a baby gift and I said okay yeah you're right let's do that and so we got a little plushy toy, lovey animal of some kind, and um, and put that and a single CD of the song "Godspeed." And I wrote on the on the you know on the CD package, you know, it's like, hey, this has kept my boys asleep for quite some time now. I hope it will, you know, will for y'all's as well. Mm -hmm. And so they didn't do any of the songs I sent them that I thought they were going to do. They they ended up <laughs> recording "Godspeed" and. Uh, and I remember my son was nine and his brother was one and we, they called me and we all went down to the studio uh, to listen. And, uh, and my, you know, by nine, your, 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 your boys are way past wanting to get up in your lap at all, you know, <laughs> but when he heard it, he was sitting in the chair next to me and halfway through, he got up in my lap, you know, Aww. And uh, it was a real special moment. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you have re-recorded it in Spanish recently. I did. I did. I, uh, I got uh, one of my dearest friends, uh, uh, Debbie Hernandez, um, who uh, uh, has, I think, masters both in English lit and, and Spanish lit. You know, she's much smarter than I am. But she and I uh, co-wrote the Spanish lyrics. Um, and I just wanted to tell uh, an immigrant story you know, um, and really about that journey, um, that it's not their fault for wanting to get here, um, how we treat them legally once they get here uh, is something that's up 
for grabs and is, is a question that we ought to be having serious conversations about. You know, I still have lots and lots of friends in Del Rio. And yes, the, you know, the, the system's broken. But it is solvable if we would actually sit down and talk through and work through, you know, uh, something rather than, you know, making drawing hard lines in the sand and being, you know, either, you know, brutally cruel to immigrants or by not fixing the laws that are on the books or the the manner in which we uh, deal with what the issue is. You know, just I mean. It, you know, quite frankly, you know, it, you know, it's a two beer solution. You know? <laughs> I bet, you know, Will Hurd, you, my hometown's rep was Will Hurd. And okay. I told him that. I yeah. stood on a bridge. I stood on a bridge in Del Rio, locked arms with him. Okay. And he said, I said, you know, I know you know my politics. He goes, I know your music. I don't know anything about your politics. <laughs> and I said, well... I said, well, you know, they're not yours, but I'm betting that you and I, you, you know, you and I sit down over a beer and we can solve this issue. He goes, I, you're preaching to the choir. I'm trying to, I'm trying to tell my caucus that all the time, you know, yeah. we, we can solve this issue, but you know, it, it has, people have to want to solve it. And I, I, I think on, uh, there are folks on both sides of the fence who don't want to sit down and actually try to discuss the matter. So it's not going to get taken care of until it gets to that boiling point where we have to. Yeah. But you would think, I mean, my opinion is we've sort of lost humanity in our tribalism oh. of oh. one side or the other. For and sure. Very much turned immigrants into, uh, they're just other. Oh, sure. Well, that, that, the, that otherizing anyone is the way that you can get to, um, uh, support cruelty, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. whether, that, whether that comes from the left or the right, it does not matter. It, it, uh, you know, that is how we get to justify our cruelty to others is they're something less, you know, they're, they're not like us, you know, we can, you know, uh, you know, <laughs> I, uh, you know, my kids all went to the art schools, you know, I've seen every stripe of, of, uh, of LGBTQ kid known to man. Of course I have. They're the art kids. Like somebody who was really conservative tried to get me in an argument about that. And I was like, they're the art. I was like, of course I'm going to know all these kids. Said, they're the art kids. They're not the football kids. But trust me, somewhere in those football kids, they're, they're, there, there's some people who yeah. don't walk and talk like you do, you know, so it's okay. Um, well, you talked a little bit about your, I'm, I'm losing the name, your project with veterans and you write. Ah, songwriting with soldiers. Yeah. Thank you. Actually started by my dear friend, uh, Darden Smith and, um, his longtime friend, Mary Judd. And, uh, um, it's been going on for 10 years. Um, professional songwriters sit down with, um, uh, started really as uh, veterans and active military personnel, but also they have uh, expanded to first responders um, as well, which has been really neat. Um, and uh, and write songs with them about their experiences and hopefully provide them with a place of catharsis, you know, in the process. I've always known that 
songwriting was a healing process, you know, because people are like, man, where do you get these ideas? And it's like from my life and experience, you know, it's like in, um, you know, when you're sitting down to write, you're not writing for them, you're writing with them. And that is really important, the important part. Um, and, and it really, the cool part is to watch, to have the opportunity to watch change happen in their demeanor over a course of two hours mm -hmm. and, and them to reveal some really vulnerable moments in their life where they feared for their lives or, 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 or while they were wounded. You know, these people have wounds both seen and unseen. Yes. And, yeah. and uh, you know, there was not a, I, I did a retreat one time with EOD guys who are the, the you know, ordinance disposal, right? They're the guys that go blow mm -hmm. up, you know, homemade bombs and stuff like that. And there was not a single um, soldier who did not have a physical wound, period, you know? Um, and uh, it was, it was uh, illuminating, you know? Uh, and, but I always tell those men and women, especially the ones who have been boots on the ground, you know? Um, I mean, I've dealt a lot with Naval and Air Force personnel as well, but you know, a, but a ton of, you know, Army and Marines and, and, and often like Air Force attached to uh, an, an army position kind of, it's, it's really sort of seeing people who've had those experiences, um, combat experiences. And I, I can always ask them, how much did your pack weigh? And they always know to a half a pound, yeah. you know, and it's always heavier than it was supposed to be because they're carrying an extra this and an extra that. And they got another gun strapped to their leg and all of those things. And I always ask them, you know, when you get back to either, you know, your, forward base or to you know wherever what's the, what is the best feeling he goes oh taking the pack off you know? mm. and I I, yeah. I I you know we've just gotten through recording this song into their phone you know and uh and in my phone and I always tell them it's like you go play that for your drinking buddies you uh treat it like your pack you know it's like if you need to play it for your drinking buddies, for your AA sponsor, for your pastor, your wife, your girlfriend, your whoever, to um, you know, to get through something on a bad day, go for it. Yeah. So when it's when when that's done, put it down. Don't carry that around anymore. Take the pack off. That's beautiful. What would you like to say? I have two more questions. Then okay. You ask me questions because I'm sure you can ask them. <laughs> or maybe Aaron and Debbie ask you a few questions. But uh, what would you like to say to people right now who are either not participating in um, politics or not being civically engaged? You know, what's kind you're, of... You're, you're making a big mistake. Um, and especially at the local level. You know, I mean, because it, it gets down to if they're going to put a, 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 a slowdown bump in my street, the only way that I know how to, you know, deal with where that ought to go or whether it ought to go on my street or the street over or that, any of those kind of things is if I know my city councilman, mm -hmm. Just, you know, cause that, you know, that it's like, it starts right there. It's, you know, it is, 
it is, you know, get as involved as you can. If that means, re first of all, register to vote. You know, go register to vote and vote. And, uh, um, and, and cause they're gonna, and they're, you know, places like Texas and Tennessee are trying to make it harder and harder to do that. But, you know, climb through all the, the paperwork and, and jump over all the fences you gotta jump over and, you know, do, do as many push-ups as you gotta do, whatever it is, you know, but go do it. Um, because it's your chance to have a voice in, in what your future is about. Thank you. Oh, and if you if you got the gumption, go run for something. Yeah, Aaron wants yeah. to run. Come on, I might bro. open a theater instead. <laughs> they're 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 both very politically motivated. <laughs> yeah, there you go. The, the theater seems more my speed, if I'm being honest. <laughs> okay, so my last question is, what yeah, is? Yeah, on, on on Aaron's question, just to, just to make a point yeah. about that, you know, is that people have told me, man, you ought to run for something. I said, no, 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 no. I'm much better off communicating to an audience, whether it's in front of a hundred butts in the seats or a thousand butts in the seats. To be able to try to inspire them to go do something is a is a with with a guitar and my voice is a much better way for me to go about that. That's so powerful. It is. I mean, I, I'm trying to remember the first time I saw you, and I think it was you know KGSR at Shady Grove. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> right, and um, and I'm so thankful for KGSR, the old oh, man. KGSR. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because that's how I found you and Kelly Willis, and I thought that "See What You Want to See" was the first album that I heard of yours, but I didn't. I knew the old Foster and Lloyd stuff. Oh wow, cool! I just, I just, it just yeah. hadn't connected the, the dots. I was like, "Wait a second, I've heard this song." So, um, Aaron or Debbie, do you have any questions for Rodney? Um, not necessarily a question, but I, I do want to say, Rodney, like especially like growing up, like. I, I grew up in Kingsville. I was born in the Valley. I was born in McAllen. So like, sure. I think folks from like our kind of neck of the woods and what I mean by that is like border towns is like, sure. you see that struggle, you see that. And I remember I had a, uh, uh, high school geometry teacher who said, you know, it, it's a lot easier to choose to be right than it is to choose love. And that's really what happens in our political system. Okay. And I, and like really kind of like just hearing you like, like, like just kind of like echo those sentiments of just like hey it is it's it's tough and like you're not even like i know you're from del rio but you haven't been home in a little bit and you know that just like damn like people are struggling and oh like, yeah again it's a two it's a two beer conversation <laughs> and i and i just want to say like like you igniting that wildfire of just like telling people like hey it's you know it's they're not villains they're not like I mean, it's the same reason I cry when I watch Blue Beetle because, like, a superhero has a Mexican act or a Spanish accent. I'm like, damn, we're not the villain. Feels that, real good. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it's, that's awesome. So, like, that. yeah, man, just you know, thank you for for spreading that and like really kind of being a voice of Del Rio. Let's be real and and just a voice of Texas and a voice of good. So I just wanted to say that. Thank you. Man, thank you so much. Now I still hold those roots very, very precious. I I actually go back and have uh, I've played every Fourth of July for the last four years. Oh, awesome. um, in my hometown, yeah, and uh, we're gonna do it again. Uh, this last year, um, it was uh, me and then Los Lobos, hey. which was really oh, something wow. awesome. Yeah. And uh, yeah. and uh, and I had met those guys back in the day when all of our hair was brown, and uh, <laughs> um, and so uh, so it was it was it was cool to kind of get to catch up with them, and uh, uh, so that's you know. As much as I, uh, you know, 
am not there as often as I used to be, um, it still has a profound effect on me. You know, growing up in a bilingual home had a profound effect on me. That 80% of my friends, Spanish was their first language, had a profound effect on me. The cowboy culture that was there, my mother's family, you know, as in Texas in general, you know, has had this, you know, unbelievable effect on me. You know, it's, uh, um, there is something to, you know, sort of knowing and seeing those wide open spaces, you know, still, uh, my, my wife and my favorite writing retreat is to um, go to the Big Bend area, mm. you know, I mean, yeah. and, and being from Del Rio, that was, you know, we were as close to Marfa as we were to San Antonio. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> so think that through for a second, you know, that's a, that's a whole different existence, right? And it's still as, as deeply seated in my it's it, that place, that sense of place is as deeply seated in me as my faith, as my, uh, uh, you know, moral compass, my viewpoint about life. I mean, it's all <laughs> super affected by that. It's incredible, man. Thank you. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, the That's last amazing. question I have is, what will the song you write about this experience? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know, um, uh, you know, uh, Rodney Crowell had a song that I've always loved called Life is Messy. And and, uh, legislation is messy. Okay. (laughs) Actually having a functioning democracy is messy. It's going to be messy. So, you know, um, the more we can do to try to uh, make it messier <laughs> is a good thing. Yeah. It, you know, because the only way this, this works is if you compromise. You know, you come up with solutions. Everybody can get on board or you can get a majority of people on board about something. Yeah. That's the only way, you know. It's like Churchill said, you know, it's the worst, you know, democracy is the worst form of government in the the world, except for all the others. Yeah. You know, (laughs) you know, it's it's messy. And uh, so maybe I'll write the legislature is messy. (laughs) Thank you. Messy messy ledge. That sounds cool. Messy ledge. Messy Messy ledge. ledge. There we go. That's that's a punk (laughs) band name, right? Yeah. (laughs) That's true. Messy ledge. That was my nickname in high school. See, what I think they ought to do is they ought to take a bunch of instruments down to the legislature, and it's like, okay, you get to be five piece band, okay, and you got to have two Democrats in your band, and you got to have two Republicans in your band, and then we're gonna flip on the a coin for the fifth and you guys all got to learn how to play together right don't give her ideas because because if you all learn how to play in a don't band together ideas. it's like i mean being in a band is how i learned about you know black gospel music i mean it's how i learned about you know mariachi it's how i learned about i mean it's like being in a band taught me a lot you know you gotta you gotta figure out how to all play without even speaking to each other, mm-hmm. you know? You gotta learn how to communicate mm-hmm. with one another. And then if you're gonna, you know, the other is is that you, 
then if you're really doing it professionally, then you go get on a bus or in a van for 22 hours a day, you know, and you have to live with those people, you know, so <laughs> it's, I mean, beautiful. It's, it, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's beautiful and horrible and it's, it's messy, you know, yeah. it's why they don't, it's, it's why band, you know, it's, it's why it's a miracle when a band lasts 10 years, you know, it's a, uh, it, it's messy. Well, thank you for coming on the show, for being so vulnerable and honest, for your yes. music, which oh, thanks. it does make me laugh, cry, and wish I had a lover. <laughs> <laughs> Debbie, you want to get us out of here? That was amazing. I read you had me crying. I was just laughing. I, this has just been so cool. Um, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you to Radney. Thank you to uh, Aaron Salinas. And to our over the ledge, Bill Netherland Empress Stephanie Chiarello, and Rad, I'm sorry, Radney. Where can people find you? Can they you can find, find me at radneyfoster.com, and uh, they can everything comes autographed, you know. So, uh, which is always fun. I uh, I have a book of short fiction that comes autographed on there, and you can you know even get an old school CD to go with it, or or you can listen to however you listen <laughs> to music. It's called uh, For You to See the Stars. And, uh, and I'm working on another book. So, you know, uh, I've got a publisher out of North Carolina who's keeps, you know, calling me weekly and cracking a whip and <laughs> saying, when are you going to be done? They do that. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 they have these <laughs> they, they deadline that. things. I don't understand. How <laughs> the hell, you know? I think you have a show in Dripping Springs that is sold out. Yeah, it is. Uh, there's one at the, ah, uh, also there's one at the Bertram, at the Globe Theater in Bertram. Okay. And, uh, I'm gonna tell you what, Radney. Yeah. Any place that's got a koozie in their storefront is 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 doing all right for me. So that, they don't do koozies. Thank you, thank you to your merch folks for having koozie because I keep an emergency koozie in my car. I'm not even kidding. So thank you. I only wanted the rad, the, the hat. Rad hat. I think it's my yeah, and people can people can find me. I'm Radney Foster on Instagram and on Facebook. You know, uh, and uh, you know a lot of people. Those are probably the two best places to find out about shows all of our tour stuff is going to be listed on on my you know dot com site and uh your myspace page is still up do you know that i, no, <laughs> I, I am not aware of that but i don't doubt I it i was prepping for this I was like, that really <laughs> wow okay bio is there it looks like all the other links yeah i'm not 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 working at all I yeah was, i really so, appreciated that. that all right well thank you to debbie for guiding us through this episode uh, and being a contestant, don't forget <laughs> to not mess with Debbie Odette. <laughs> well, thank you, Stephanie. And that's our show. Uh, if you like what you heard, please subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Like us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and now TikTok at Over the Ledge. Thanks, guys, so much. This thank has been a blast. So much. Thank, thank you. you. Nice to meet all y'all. Hope I can. Hope, hope I can actually, you know, physically shake hands at some point. Cool dude. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs>